interwebs first and foremost i'd like to apologize to everybody in advance you are stuck with just me tonight <laughs> dr ramirez is out this evening and um we talked about it back and forth we tried to connect a couple times but unfortunately um our schedules being what they are and being working adults as we are we had some other things come up so we definitely wanted to get something out there for everybody in our listening audience. So right, wrong, or indifferent, I felt like I owed Dr. Ramirez at least one solo outfit since he did that last week for us. Um, so here we are. Welcome, everyone, to the Fusion Underground. I am not your host. Uh, I am the co-host, Jason Moret. And I wanted to record a little something, uh, something I've been thinking about with everybody and have a little discussion um, in regard to fear, <clears throat> one of our listeners and, and a very good friend of mine, mine actually suggested that we do a episode talking about fear being the catalyst for all decisions that we make throughout our lives. And I thought about that for a while. And while I understand the premise that this brother was trying to make um, is that fear is a great motivator for a lot of us. And we make a lot of decisions based on that. That is absolutely true. Yet, I don't believe that that is the only and sole motivator, nor do I believe that's one that we should emulate or try to be motivated from. I had a, a interesting life experience here recently. I was out uh, on another part of the country dealing with some family issues and I had some frustrations with a moving company and trying to get some things done. And my, one of my family members just said, I, I don't understand how you're being so calm through all of this. How is it you're being so calm and not getting so worked up and upset? And interestingly enough, I, I said, uh, you know, one of the things I kind of recite to myself constantly is the serenity prayer. <clears throat> I know Alcoholics Anonymous uses that serenity prayer, um, and that's almost been kind of what it's been solely associated with, but everybody knows it. And for those of you that don't, it's uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And while that's very simplistic, there, there's an underlying idea here in that prayer that I always come back to, and, and that's being motivated or reacting to fear. And I, I believe fear and anger kind of go hand in hand. 
But even in that that prayer, one of the main, I guess, key focuses of that is courage. And I think we have a misunderstanding of what courage is. Um, I, I believe a lot of people think that being courageous or being brave, if you will, is not being afraid. And that's not the point. That's not the point at all. Actually, it's quite the contrary. Being courageous and being brave is doing what's necessary and acting in spite of fear and in spite of being afraid. Everybody gets afraid. Everybody can react to that. It's when you are able to calm yourself, to recognize where that fear is coming from, to understand why um, that hits that strong chord within your being, what that's attaching to in your soul, and then react not out of fear, but in spite of it. That's the key. And that's the big difference. And I think right now, especially in our society, it's something I think we need to be overwhelmingly cognizant of. We are constantly being attacked. We are constantly living in a state of fear. And that's not by accident. That is absolutely by design. Right now, we, we have a, a wave, um, especially in politics and in our, our, the culture of our, our current society right now, where so much of our woke nature is causing many people to live in a constant state of fear. And again, that's not by accident. That's by design. That's, that's with 100% intent. When we react to fear, and we, when we're in a place where we're afraid or we feel we're being attacked, we are overwhelmingly willing to give up what we need for our sense of security. Keep in mind, um, psychologists know this very well, that when it comes to a hierarchy of needs of man, or not man as in the gender, but man as in the being, security is our number one concern. It is our number one need. We will go without food. We will go without water. Um, we will go without intimacy. Security ranks highest. So how do you get the masses of people to go along with what you want them to do? You cause them to react out of fear that the security of their lives are at stake. And this is not unique to mankind either. I mean, we've all heard the phrase, never back a, a mama bear into a corner or uh, when she's around her cubs. When you threaten the life and security of family or home or you get someone backed into a corner where they are afraid for themselves they lash out but also they're looking to someone else to actually step into their aid this is where right now especially in our political ties where we have a parental unit or the government in that sense, coming to offer us that helping hand, that extended sense of security and aid and support. And if we are some of the minority folk, 
who don't agree with that. We're in fear that we are going to be canceled, that we're going to be called out. And again, this is not by accident. Um, you look to our current political figures who are <laughs> leading, if you will, or, or like to consider themselves leading our country. You know, the, the greatest mistake we can make, I believe, is by um, disregarding some of these people and what they're saying. I've heard a couple friends of mine say, well, you know, that senator or that congresswoman or congressman, um, they're so dumb that I don't have any respect for them at all and whatever. They, they don't matter. Well, if you think for a minute they're dumb, be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. They're not dumb. They know what they're doing. And they right now have a whole subsect of the country afraid. And if you don't believe me when it comes to the, the political movements going on or the ideological leanings of what happened, just look at what happened last year. We were a country gripped and riddled in fear over COVID. And what did we give up for a little sentiment of security? We gave up our whole way of life. We gave up a lot of our freedoms, a lot of our liberties to a government to basically tell us what should we do? What do we need to do? How do we fix this? How do we address it? You tell us what to do. You tell us when we can go out. You tell us how we can go out into the public. What do I need to wear? What, what do I need a face mask? Do I need to get tested? Do I need this? Do I, all of that sense of decision-making and any sense of personal liberty, we completely gave up. Out of fear. And that's not by accident. That's by design. So why am I getting into this? Well, um, I, again, uh, this uh, uh, friend of mine, said I wanted to talk about fear, and he believed that uh, all, all decisions are based on fear. So I, I can understand the premise, uh, but that's not why we make all of our decisions. Yet, I do believe that it is very easy to regress to a place where you are constantly making decisions based on fear and fear alone. The problem is, because of the nature of fear, when we're afraid, we react quickly. We make these decisions off the cuff. Yet, if you think about it, most of the decisions that were really, really bad that you can remember, 90% of the time you said, well, I was afraid of X. I was afraid of Y. If I didn't do this, this was going to happen. Most of those fear-driven decisions that we've made through our lives have almost always been bad. Think about the last time you had someone trying to sell you something. I don't know whether it be a car or a cheap suit. <laughs> or how about insurance? That's a good one. Well, what is insurance? Well, it's a hedge against something you're afraid of. And that's exactly how they sold it to you. 
I mean, who buys life insurance and says, well, this is, you know, it's a just in case thing. Should make you feel better. They always paint the picture of what your family is going to look like and what life for them is going to look like if you don't buy it. What's going to happen to your wife and kids if you uh, suddenly get hit by a bus by walking off the curb and boom, there you go. Now they're left with no provider. They're starving. They're on the street corner, homeless, begging for food. I mean, they're playing on every single fear you have. And what do you do? You sign on the dotted line. You give up the money it takes every month to pay that premium and you get a life insurance policy. And keep in mind, I'm not saying life insurance is bad. Anybody, <laughs> any grown adult should probably have a life insurance policy. That's actually not a bad thing. What I'm getting at is how was that sold to you? Did you make that decision based on the fear of leaving your loved ones without you? Or was it a responsible decision that you made knowing that that was something that could happen and you want to hedge against that? You want that extra piece of security. Again, the end result didn't necessarily change, but how you go about that is a big part of why I get concerned when I hear somebody trying to sell me something based on a fear response. And that's exactly what's happening in our society today. If we don't go along with the current woke culture, I'll just take it to that level next. If we don't go along with that, then what is going to happen to us? Are you at risk of being canceled? Are you at risk of losing your job or singled out by your peer group? Singled out in front of your neighbors? Maybe your Facebook or Twitter accounts shut down? And what's your response? And believe me, everybody out there, I'm not calling you out. <laughs> but it's a question. What do you do? Do you respond by saying, okay, I'll shut up and go along with it? Is that really what you want to do? Or is that your fear talking? And ultimately, does that matter? Well, I think it matters a lot. I think anytime we make a decision based on fear, we absolutely surrender to the emotional driven side in ourselves and we lose all capacity for rational thought and coherent thinking. Right now in our political realm, we have governors, senators, and representatives passing laws out of complete fear of the repercussions of actually thinking about the consequences of their actions. We had just had recently a group of Democratic senators get on a plane and fly all the way to Washington, D.C., excuse me, fleeing a Texas meeting of legislatures. Why? fear. They were absolutely afraid that if they stayed there and did not show some sort of support 
If they didn't stand in solidarity, then their constituents would not vote for them again. Interestingly enough, these are the same people that have been calling for the removal of the filibuster, which is essentially ceasing a vote. So what did they do? They got on a plane and flew across the country so the Republicans in the House could not vote because they wouldn't have a quorum. They essentially invoked a filibuster. They just did it a little different. So why not stand there and cast a negative ballot and say no and vote against the measure? Because they know they have the fear that they will not get reelected. And you know what? They're right. But is that the way we want our representatives to behave? Is that what we want to see out of the people that are actually setting a tone for all of us in this country? I should hope not. And what's our response to that? As Joe Q public, what do we do? And this is a hard question. Um, and you know, Dr. Ramirez and I have talked about this quite a bit. There comes a point where we have to stand up and say enough is enough. And we have to be stand in face of the fear of what could happen. Elsewise, we turn into Cuba. Anybody paying attention to the news is seeing what's happening on there or, or down there, excuse me, right now. They have gone so far with the communist dictatorial regime. I mean, they have not had a legitimate election or even had an election in the last few decades. And it has gone so far. They've allowed the pendulum to swing so far to that side that now people are being rounded up. And what I see here in this country right now is that law-abiding citizens, conservatives, libertarians, and even some of our, well, I'll call them moderate Democrats as best I can, who actually disagree with the way this country is headed and what's happening in it right now, they are so afraid of standing up and saying anything that we are complacently allowing the pendulum to continue to shift so far to the left that soon and very soon we won't be able to stand up. That's something to actually fear. But at what point do we actually stand up and say enough is enough? Do we allow the fear of being canceled to keep us silent right now? And on the flip side, playing devil's advocate, do we fear the inevitable um, ideological regime to take over so far that we're willing to do that? Is that necessary? I don't have a perfect answer to that, but I do know this. Making a decision and trying to act in response to fear will always 
lead to further problems. Always. We have to be able to look at what's going on and stand for those, those core principles and values that we hold dear. And we have to be able to let go of the things that don't matter either. You know, this is another thing. If we can get worked up and pushed around things that don't matter, then we'll be focused on that and not pay attention to the things that do. And this is happening out here right now. We, we're so worked up and, and pent up about some of the um, uh, critical race theory teachings, this woke movement stuff. Are we paying any attention to what's happening in our southern border? Not right now. Not right now, we're not. We should be. We have the entire country laser-focused on what we are being told we have to focus on. And in the meantime, because we are living in a state of constant fear, our liberties are being stripped and our freedoms are being freely given by us up to a government who never once will ever have our best interests at heart. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Because ultimately, the biggest truth of the whole matter is the only way that changes is by us having the courage to stand up in face of fear, in face of the probability of being canceled in our social media accounts, um, singled out in some of our peer groups, called out in other places. But we have to decide what's ultimately most important to us. You know, maybe a Dr. Seuss book or Cat in the Hat or If I Ran a Zoo aren't those hills for us to die on. But where does that end? Where does that road stop? It doesn't. You know, I remember a, a leadership conference I attended at one point, and there was a kind of a visualization exercise based on what our core values are. Um, so imagine, if you will, go with me, everyone out there for just a second. Let's pretend you're on a in a skyscraper. 200, 200 stories, okay? And up on the top, you're walking on an I-beam. If you're any of those not familiar with an I-beam, it's essentially the, the big piece of uh, metal that goes out. Flat piece on top, a vertical section in the middle, another flat piece on the bottom. So just enough to get your foot on it without falling off on either side. But you've got to walk heel to toe. So you're on an I-beam, you walk heel to toe, you go out to the edge of that, and on the other side, over a 10-foot gap, 200 stories in the air, there's a suitcase, and I tell you, there's a million dollars in there if you can jump across a 10-foot gap. Would you jump? You look down, you can feel the building swaying, the winds blowing. Maybe not. Probably not. 
Now imagine I told you your family was on the other side calling for you, asking for your help. Would you jump? Well, if you're like me, when I was asked, you said, darn right. I'd run and jump without questioning. Because those are the things that are most important to us. And that's where true courage lies, is when we stand in the face of fear, in the, the sight of impending doom, possibly even death, and you're willing to risk everything for those things most important to you. I know my family is one of the most important things in my life. They are my security. What are those core values and principles to you that are most important to your life? And are you willing to jump in spite of fear? And ultimately letting go of the things that don't matter, that allow that we consume ourselves with, acting out of rage and frustration with situations. If it's within your control, then take ownership of it and absolutely try to fix a situation. If it's not, let it go. And I do believe the last part of that prayer, the wisdom to know the difference. It's probably the most trying of all of us. How do we disseminate? What are the things we can truly control? What are the things that aren't? And how do we see the difference and know what we can work with and what we can let go of? Fear will always be filled with darkness and lead us to destruction. Always. Well, I am not going to blather on anywhere near as long as what I know most of you are used to. So I apologize for the brevity of it, but I did want to leave that one thought with you. And um, I think that might tie into something Lucy and I are going to talk about next week. Um, maybe a little controversial, but that's always good keeps us fresh so and i definitely don't want to drone on for hours sounding like a, a college professor giving a lecture well i guess there's no chance of me sounding like a college professor by any means but um that being said so for lucy ramirez since he's not here tonight uh, i am jason moret you've been listening to the fusion underground sorry for the brief moment and i do hope you all join us again next week and we'll get into something a little bit different and hopefully a little bit more intriguing. So thanks again, everybody. As always, you can send us an email at uh, contact at fusionunderground.net. If you have any thoughts on anything I talked about or we've talked about on the show, send us an, uh, we are on Facebook. You can reach us there, send us an email. Um, and as always, have a good night, everybody. And we'll be seeing you again here real soon.